The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Victory. Everyone say victory. And we are focused on deploying proven principles of war. This principles of war, historical war generals use them over and over again to gain victory. And they are from the scriptures, as you are going to see, these principles are straight from the scriptures. In fact, most generals, even regardless of their faith, have a copy of the Bible that they read. How much more we, that we are blood-bought, <laughs> praise the name of the Lord, we will deploy it. And in part one, we looked at the principle of the objective. Everybody said the objective. And part two, last week, we looked at the principle of the offensive. How to launch an attack. I want to encourage you to get the CDs. They are free. Listen to them or download it um, online and God will change your life totally. Today, we are looking at the principle of mass. The principle of mass. We said that life is a battle. Life is a battle. From when a child is born, battle. Struggles to come out. Comes out, if the child does not cry on time, the midwife whacks the child. Pwah! The child shouts, yeah! Battle. You know, work, business is a battle. Marriage is a battle. You are still trying to uh, keep your wife. One useless guy is trying to toast her. Battle. You are still trying to keep your husband. One little Mrs. Potiphar is trying to seduce him. Battle. Fire. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can every face it. And life is a battle. Who is the general? You are the general of your life. You say, I am the general of my life. Oh, I know some people say, oh yeah, Jesus is the general of my life. Yes, he is. But you see, God wants you and I to take responsibility for our lives. Remember David and Goliath? David took responsibility. Who is this guy to defy the armies of the living God? God is waiting for you and I to take responsibility for your career, for your marriage. Take responsibility. Excuse me. If you don't love your wife, who should love your wife for you? I think I'm working on Landmines now. <laughs> Take responsibility. You are the general. Praise the Lord. So we take a text from 2 Samuel 23, 15, and 16a. 2 Samuel 23, 15, and David said with longing, oh, that someone, said someone, that someone would give me a drink of the water of the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. So the three mighty men, there was the three mighty men. The three mighty men broke through the camp of the Philistines, drew water 
from the well of Bethlehem that was by this, the gate and took it and brought it to David. Brought it to David. The principle of mass, straightforward. Concentrate. Everybody say concentrate. Concentrate combat power at the decisive place and time. In your business, there's a decisive place and time. In your family, there's a decisive place and time. Sometimes it moves. Once you discern it, concentrate combat power. Don't diffuse your energy. Focus. Concentrate. And to connect it to how it connects to the objective and the offensive, because if you, if you don't pay attention, you think offensive is mass. It's not. It's different. Slightly different. In fact, hugely different. When you are resolved to fight a battle, when you are resolved to fight a battle, launch your forces. Launch the attack. And concentrate on the powers. On your powers. All your powers. So, once you have resolved to fight a battle, that's objective. It's not every battle you, you, you should fight. Some battles, ignore. But once you have an objective, launch your attack. Don't just sit down and procrastinate. Launch your attack. January is gone already. What are you attacking? What are you launching? And don't just launch your attack in different directions. Concentrate your forces. Concentrate your forces. Concentrate your forces. In, in 1879, in South Africa, southern part of Africa, the British forces had thousands of men fully equipped. They had their banners marching, intimidating the Zulus and the locals. But the chief, the Zulu chief, was a very intelligent war general. He did nothing. He sent spies to just keep watching the, the British forces. After a lot of military display, the British forces went and dispersed on an open field and just were relaxing. And he got word that they were dispersed everywhere. They were re relaxing. And he launched what they call a buffalo head attack, the buffalo head formation. He had fewer men, but he wiped out the British forces. In fact, that, that, that's the biggest, you could Google it, that's the biggest loss that the British conceded to a local force in all the territories they took. Why? Because a man that had fewer number of soldiers that just had a shield and a, a spear, you know, that's those Zulu pictures. And he was able to conquer thousands. Why? Because he concentrated his attack Every great general knows this. Concentration of, of, of forces. Now, you can apply that to your life. Why? Because the opposite of concentration is what? Distraction. Distraction. So, what are the things that are distracting your forces? 
What are the things that are distracting you? Get rid of them. Why? Because if you don't get rid of them, it will spread you too thin. You are going to dissipate energy and you will be totally ineffective. There are things that you should be doing. There are many things that you could be doing, but there are things that only you should do. You could be doing. Focus your energy. Concentrate your powers. Get rid of distraction. Get rid of distraction. Someone came to Jesus and says, said to Jesus, oh, I want to follow you, Jesus. I'm going to follow you. And, and um, he was really excited. And, and Jesus said, fine. And he said to Jesus, you know, wait. Let me go and kiss my family goodbye. Now, if you, if you decide to give all your life to God, going to kiss your family goodbye, is that a bad thing? So, distractions are not necessarily bad things. In fact, they are good things a lot of the time. Let me kiss my family goodbye. And Jesus said something totally very profound. He says, he that lays his hands on the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. I mean, if I, when I read that, I was like, Jesus, is that not too, too hard? Someone just wants to go and kiss his family goodbye. I mean, come on, Jesus. But Jesus says, anyone, there was anyone that lays his hands on the plow and looks back, Jesus says it's not fit. I didn't say so. Jesus said so. If you have a red letter Bible, it will be in red. Jesus said such a person is not fit. You know why? Because when you are plowing, when you lay your hands on the plow, Jesus did not say, he that lays his hand on the plow and abandons the plow. He didn't say that. It, mean, it means the man's hands were still on the plow. His decision to follow Jesus was unshaken. But his focus, he has been distracted and looks back. Jesus says, not fit. Why? Because if you are plowing, you should be looking at what you are plowing. If you look away, your plow will follow your focus. That's how serious distraction can get. And there's only one thing to do with distractions. We learned that on Wednesday. What should you do? Eradicate. Be brutal. Be brutal. So the principle of mass is not only effective on the offense. The principle of mass is also very, very effective on the defense. It's one of those principles that is effective on the offense and the defense. And a classic example is in warfare, or back in the day, is what they call this, the citadel strategy. This, this, this citadel strategy. Now, in the days of world cities, when cities used to be world, physically world, and countries used to be world, the strategy is to wall the outer perimeter of the city and go further into the city, create another concentric wall, circle, and have like three, four, five concentric circles so that if the enemy breaks through the first one, the forces withdraw to the inner wall. If they overpower them, they keep withdrawing until all the forces are concentrated, the family of the leader and all the forces are concentrated in a place called the citadel. Can you put up the, the image? Now, that citadel, that's, that's the citadel. 
It's a reinforced place. It's the last line of defense. The citadel, the cities that have citadels, hardly ever falls. Why? Because of the concentrated force in here, they are able to hold off any kind of attack until an ally comes. Maybe a neighboring country that they are in alliance comes to rescue them. So, Pastor, how does this apply to me? Okay, this is a great story. How does it apply to me? The question is, what is that one thing that if you were to lose everything, you must not lose? And if you don't lose it, from that one thing, you can rebuild every other thing. What is that one thing? Think about it. What is that one thing? I discovered mine years ago. And it has saved my life. I discovered mine as a Christian. I discovered mine as, 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 as a, 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 a business person. I discovered mine as a husband. I discovered mine as, in the different phases of my life, I discovered one thing. But I will tell you as a Christian, because it's the same for all of us who are Christian, there should be one thing that if they strip you of everything, if you lose everything in your life, one thing you must never lose as a, as a Christian, your citadel, your last line of defense is your relationship with Jesus. You must guard it with your life. Personally, I've gone through a whole lot of things. I've lost so many things in the past. But because by the grace of God, that one thing, that citadel of power was protected I'm able to bounce back and do better if they take your job make sure they don't take your relationship with Jesus if they strip your title make sure they don't strip your relationship with Jesus if you lose your car please don't lose your ability to hear from God why? because as long as I can come before God, and I can say, And, you know, I can, I can connect with my father, and I can have fellowship, I can hear him, I'm fine. So I beg of you, should, should, should I prostrate? Don't want to say yes, okay. <laughs> Please. No matter what life throws at you, don't turn your back to God. Because that's the only thing that you have that is surest. That even if you lose everything, as long as you continue to hear from God, you will regain everything. Praise the name of the Lord. Everything. So, in my business, I know what it is. In my marriage, I know what it is. <laughs> Find it. I will tell you, of course. Those are off limits. Find it. What is that one thing? There's a principle called the Pareto Principle. Some, I think it's a Spanish economist or something. I came up with, it, with the theory. Called, also called the 80-20 rule or the 20 rule, that 80% of all your results 
is as a result of 20% of your activities. So it's only 20% of what you are doing right now that's producing 80% or more of the results you are getting. No matter how wealthy you are, it is only 20% of what you are doing is generating the wealth. So what should you do? Find that 20% by all means. So sometimes a lot less. Find it by all means and concentrate all your forces. There are so many things I can do as a pastor. I can be doing as a pastor. I choose not to do them. Why? Because they are not my 20%. No, 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 no. So I focus all. I must say focus. And focus, someone said, I've said it before, is follow one course until success. Somebody, a very smart guy, came up with that acronym. Follow one course until success. Follow one course until success. You started something, you stop. You start another thing, you stop. You start another thing, you stop. Such people aren't successful. Hardly. Focus. What is that one thing? One thing. It was a one thing. If you're a leader, who are the 20%? Even as a church, there's only 20% of people that come to church that make things happen in church. 80% of the results we see is by 20% of people. Who are your 20%? Every leader, you must find those your 20% and protect them. Sometimes they're a lot less than 20%. In the, in the, in the camp of David, David had a large army eventually, but he had 30 men. They call them the 30. In fact, they have a nickname for them, the Giborim in the Hebrew. The 30. David can lose all his soldiers, but not the 30. Why? Because with the 30, he can take nations back. And even from the 30, there's the three. You know, the, the scriptures we read, the Bible says the three mighty men. If you read the NLT, it didn't even say three mighty men. The NLT just said the three. Who are the three? The three, they are known not by the titles they bear. They are known by the sacrifice they make. The man just said, I want to drink water. And the three broke out and went to get it. He said, Pastor, but is that not favoritism? There should not be favoritism. No, it's not favoritism. It's leadership. Why? In fact, if you don't lead like that, you are going to have a lot of problems. Jesus led like that. Jesus had the 70. Then from the 70, he had the 12. Then from the 12, he had the, he had the 3. And from the 3, of course, you know he had the 1. What is that thing that only you can do in your house? Make sure you're the only one doing it. Why should... Should I say some things? Okay. Why should... Your house help is serving your husband food. Why should, he be, why should she be the one? 
After a while, she'll be serving him something else. Okay. Okay, the oh, pastor, how can you be talking like that? You know, a pastor, listen, you know, Christians, we like to behave like ostriches. You bury your head in the sand and think uh, nobody can see you. There are certain things that only you should do. Because one thing leads to another. Let me leave that zone. Ah, only one person is clapping. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The women are not happy with me at all. What if we have been busy? What if we have been busy? What should you be busy doing? Excuse me. Who should be doing that for you? Okay, ladies. Okay. No, no offense. No offense. <laughs> Let me zoom out very quickly. No, 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 no. So the point is, you need to find that thing. Oh, my. And zoom into it. There's so much. <sighs> need to go. <sighs> Concentrate. Your powers. <laughs> Even the apostles, they say that, look, there are many things we can do in ministry. We can be serving, taking care of widows, uh, visiting prison, doing this and doing that, that, that. But find people to do it. We will give ourselves to the ministry of the word and to prayer. Shaking out. Every other thing I'm not interested in. What is that one thing? Ask your neighbor, what is that one thing? Concentration just simply means it's the power of focusing all one's attention. When you focus inevitably you create blindness and that is okay. What a lot of people want to do is they don't want any blindness. Look, let me tell you something. You cannot be effective if you are not blind to certain things. You can't be. You need focus. When you focus on one thing, you are blind to another thing. It's fine. It's okay. You'll be comfortable with that. You can't be everything to everyone. I would say Focus. And it's, it's a, concentration is a habit that can be developed. The habit that can be developed. You know, I, I've said before, while growing up, this, um, my, my favorite actor while growing up is, is who? Bruce Lee. You guys know Bruce Lee. Chua. The guy can fight. He's not only an actor, he's also a martial artist. So people that are just actors, they can't fight real life. But Bruce Lee, if he catches you, ah. Uh, Bruce Lee said, I've said it before, that I fear not the man that has practiced 1,000 different kicks once. I fear the man that has practiced one kick 1,000 times. That is the man to be feared. He may not be able to do the dragon kick or the jugunu kick, whatever kick, but he has one kick that he has practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced. Now, that man is to be dreaded if he now focus on hitting that one kick at a lethal target. He's not worried about hitting your hand. He's just going for your heart. Just that one kick. That kind of man. You see him coming, what should he do? He run. He that fights and runs away. Ah, it's wisdom. This is <laughs> mass. I was a mass. Concentration. Concentrate your forces. Napoleon, great general, he understood it in the Battle of Hostalitz. There was 
the Russians and Austria, is, is from, from one of the pivotal battles in Europe. Google it. Austria, Russia, an alliance, huge army. Australia, um, Napoleon, the French guy, little army. The battlefield was large. The highest point of the battlefield, Napoleon's objective was clear. It's not his objective to kill all the enemy forces at once. His objective was control the mountain. Control the highest point. So he fought his way. He was losing men on the, alongside. He kept going until he took over the highest point. And from there, he defeated the largest force in Europe. Concentration of power. As Christians, the mountain you need to climb is the mountain of prayer. It's the mountain of prayer. The place you need to be positioned Look, let me tell you something. If you position yourself on the altar of God, you will dictate things in life. You will say, you will say to this, go, and it will go. You will say to that, come, and it will come. Which is why, it's not a coincidence, this week, every day of this week, we are having a vigil. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Deliberate. We are positioning. We are positioning. We are taking our place in the spirit realm. On Sunday, boom, God will do it again. However, the heavy lifting, well, of no, no, the heavy lifting happens at the vigils. Sunday is fantastic, it's like a celebration and, and healings and you know, miracles, all sorts of awesome things happen. But the heavy lifting, that position, now, advantage is gotten at the vigils. I encourage you not to miss the vigils. Identify that key result area and make it happen. Mass has two components. Concentration and unity. Concentration and unity. Concentration and unity. And because of these two components, the principle of mass is a force multiplier. It enables smaller forces to conquer a much larger enemy. It's a force multiplier. The t our text, how many soldiers went to get water for David? Three. There were just three of them. And they went through the camp of the Philistines. They broke, the Bible says they broke through, which means that they fought their way through. Three men. The camp of the Philistines, hundreds of thousands of soldiers, three men, they stayed back to back and penetrated and got to the other side. They fetched the water. I can see them putting the water bottle on their neck and they went back through the same route. Abba. Three men. Why? Because they had concentration and unity. Have you been in a meeting before? And the people on, the, on your meeting, on your side of the negotiation, they are talking like, whose side are you on? A house divided against itself will not stand. Unity is too powerful for us to toy with. Why do you think husband and wife, the enemy has one agenda to, to turn your backs at each other? Why do you think that is so important to the enemy? Because once your backs are against the walls, uh, against each other, you can 
you can go to sleep. This, the marriage will self-destruct. Once the back can be turned against each other. That is all. Unity. David's men had unity. In the kingdom of God, there has to be unity. There's no low, there are no low rangers in the kingdom of God. There are no low rangers. There has to be synergy. There has to be unity. And many times, you, you don't concentrate your powers. You don't have the unity. Even in your home, what? How do you think you're going to win? So the first thing is to go back and sort out the unity issues. Get your concentration in place. And launch. And concentrate your forces. No force on earth will be able to withstand you. That's a good place to say Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. So what is holding you back? For some people, God has given instruction. You have your objective. Launch, concentrate your force. What is holding you back? What is holding you back? Many times, you have to just trust God and take this step. Some of us, we need to take this step to walk on water. Take this step. Some of us, we need to bite the bullets and just take the jump. Take the dive. You have the objective. January is gone. This is February. When are you going to start knocking on doors? As I close, the story is told of a man that was falling from a very high height. It was pitch black. It was cold. And the man was falling. He was struggling for his life. It was like, God help me, God help me, God help me. While he was in free fall, he grabbed a branch of a tree and he was like, wow, miracle. And he held on tight. And after a while, it was cold. The hands were failing. I mean, they're tired. And, and, and he prayed to God and said, God, please help me. Send me help. Send me help. And God spoke to him. And God said, let go of the branch. Ah! Let go of Kini. I have come a long way, O oh God of heaven. If you know what I have passed through to get to this point, God said, let go of the branch. Ah, invested so much, I can't just turn my back now. God said, let go of the branch. He says, get it behind me, Satan. That cannot be God. Bed in hand. What's a couple in the bush? And the man held on to the branch and froze to death. And in the morning, broad daylight, they came and saw a man that died hanging on a tree a few inches from ground level. He was almost there. And he refused to let go. Some of us, we are holding on to our lives. You don't know what God has planned. You don't know how close you are. God is saying, let go of that habit. Let go. Let go. You're like, God, but this is my security. This is my... God is saying, let go. Question, are you going to die on that tree? In the cold? Are you going to let go and, and let God? The ball is in your court. Let's bow our hearts, as we bow our heads, as we pray. What will it be this morning? 
I want you to think about it. What will it be? Are you letting go? Are you, are you going to take control? All this while that you have taken control, where has it, where has it, where has it gotten you? Are, you? are you going to let God? I want to pray with you. If you're like, the pastor, that is me. I, I need to let go. I need to surrender to Jesus. I, I, I've been holding on to my life, trying to control things. I need to give my life to Jesus. I have never given my life to Jesus before. Oh, you are saying, Pastor, I used to be born again, but I, I backslid. Right now, I am far from God. Please pray with me. I don't need you to come out. It's fine. Wherever you are seated, I want to pray with you. That's all I ask of you. But ask one thing of you. I need to know you are there. That is me, Pastor. Put up your hand now over your head. God bless you. I'll pray together over there. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my brother over there. Another hand over there. God, I am letting go. I'm letting go of the control of this life. I'm surrendering my life to Jesus. Pull up your hand and I'll pray with you. If you're online, instructions are scrolling. God bless you, my sister. I can see that hand over there. God bless you. God bless you. Keep the hands up. Keep the hands up. God bless you. Another hand over there. God bless you. Another hand here, my sister. God bless you. Another hand right here. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my sister. Right at the back. God bless you, sir. Right, right there. God bless you. You're, 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 you're letting go. You don't know how it feels. Uh, uh, what is going to happen? But I can assure you, God is going to catch you. God is going to catch you. I'm letting go of this habit. I'm letting go. Put up that hand and we'll pray together. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. Pray with me. Pray with me. Anybody else? That is me. That is me. That is me. Now, the rest of us, you have heard this word. What is holding you back from concentrating your forces? Concentrate your forces. Attack. Concentrate your forces. Talk to God about it. Talk to God about it. You've heard God's word. Talk to him. Help me. I'm releasing my life. I'm not holding on. Some of you, you need to give a seed. Some of you, you need to sacrifice something. You know it. I'm not holding on. Some of you, you need to take your place in your homes and take back the affairs of your family. Talk to God about it. Talk to God about it. Father in heaven, we pray for everyone that is surrendered to you today. We ask, Lord, even as they've surrendered to you, they've taken this step, letting go of their lives, raise their hands to God, to you in surrender. Lord, we ask that you receive them. In the mighty name of Jesus, cleanse them totally. Change these lives, my Father, and let your name be glorified. Lord, we pray for everyone that has heard your word. The grace to be doers given to us. Honor and glory we give unto you. Jesus' mighty name, we are praying.